0: Three, all three mics are hot today, this afternoon. <laughs> it is hot outside. It is hey, scorching wow. outside in Dallas. And it is scorching here
1: inside the on, studio. On, on these mics. Uh, <laughs> it's also hot. <laughs> Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. <sighs> <sighs> That's sizzle, sizzle from the mic. I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and I'm joined as always by Jay Bonnie. He's up? in the What's live up? from the Immaculate Vibe Studio.
2: You know where we are, you know what we're doing. It's, it's, it's time, it's, it's buckets time, it's off,
1: off we season may, time. Really,
0: we may need to rename the Immaculate Vibe Studio for the off season because currently. This offseason, the vibes
1: Mm-mm. are
0: not quite immaculate so far. Yeah,
1: maybe we'll total see. Bullshit not... no. <laughs> <laughs> the, total bullshit studio. Total BS studios. <laughs> the, then we're also joined by Andrew Bennett the Goon. He's returned from his uh voyage, brief vacation. Yeah, his voyage to indoor, the Golden and State. Now, yeah. <laughs> now we're we're all back uh, back together to Talk about our our team, the Dallas Mavericks. We are in off season mode, and my dog is in barking <laughs> mode. I don't know if you heard that, um, but really we're just trying to gather ourselves. And um, I think me. And it's Jake- okay,
0: Milo, Milo can't contain. <laughs> his anger right now his anger, frustration so rage you know yeah.
1: milo my you gotta let it out he, for he help. read the the tim cato story before i did and he was just in a fit <laughs> earlier I was like what's wrong milo and then he's like, rah, rah. like no way you gotta be kidding me so i checked it out uh i can't check it out because i don't subscribe to the athletic but from what i've read on maps twitter i just found out on mass twitter because all of these people were sending links to it and they were just like, I can't believe Mark Cuban would do this. Blah, blah. Long and short, the, 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 the spark notes version is uh, Tim Kader wrote a story about how um, there was a, I guess, like a, like a shadow GM within the mags organization that had a lot to do with uh, a lot of influence over the front office and the choices they made players they got. And, that GM was butting heads. Of Luca, his name is Lobos Volgaris, um, and essentially, I think he—it was his idea to trade. According to the article, it was his idea to trade Josh Richardson for um, trade for Josh Richardson in exchange for Curry, and um, it's really—I did not know this guy existed before today, and that's kind of what I like. I tweeted out from our account that you know master was getting really mad at somebody they didn't know who existed until today and it just i think i think as a fan base we're kind of on the edge anyway um because we know the potential that luca has and we also know our track record with the front office so we're just like hey like please don't let this up please don't let this up and then this comes out and then everyone's like oh there's a scapegoat that i can blame for all the stuff and uh it seems like that's what everybody's doing um I don't know. What, what did you guys think about it?
2: Oh, man. The most troubling thing to me was Mark Cuban's reaction to it, man. Like, just so quickly denying all of that, bro. Like, Tim Cato, just for some background on these characters and this, and this piece of Mavs history, because I think this really is going to be – this is going to shape into a big thing for the franchise. You know, like, I think this is, you know – when we're looking at like, Luca's career, this is going to be like one of the first, you know, th- this could be a big moment in his career. This could be a moment where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is when we knew the Mavs, you know, like a- after that, you know, after game seven, that's when things all went downhill. Remember like that, that's when every, that was a tipping point that like, th- I feel like this is one of those moments.
1: And now they're, they're also trying to make it like, oh, like Luca hasn't signed his supermax max extension yet because of the, this i mean that's more of national media trying to twist it but like yeah, until lucas signs sure. his extension we're like well yeah like i'd rather him to sign it and then i can talk about how bad this guy is there's but no like, way he doesn't between it, like. i know but I'm just, they it just there's
0: there is it behooves here's the thing i i want to believe the content of the story you get the automatic denial from mark cuban which is p- both like what he has to say um, but it also feels like with Mark, a lot of these things. I mean, when you get a story that's like, "Ooh, the front office is temperamental and like and is dysfunctional," it's like that's kind of Mark Cuban. Like Mark Cuban is like this zany character um, that also happens to have billions of dollars and like own a own a sports team. So I I want to believe the content of the story, but you get you're also getting. You know, a week ago, Luca was like, "I think you know my answer when I'm going to be signing the supermax." Like, Luca is pretty kind. Con- like, and then you have the national media kind of coming in. I think doing another Giannis, another LeBron. Like, every time there's a major free agent, it is more interesting for the national media from their perspective if there's a chance that a superstar is going to be moving. Like that drama. That that is far more interesting. Than like Giannis re signing for five years. It's far more interesting than Luca re signing for five years on a Supermax, like rookie extension. Like the the idea of the chirping of like, ooh, there's trouble in paradise. I, I mean, Dallas is not really paradise right now, but it behooves the national media to like to sow doubt. It behooves Mark Cuban to deny it. Um, and I also think. Like this, the entire story could be true, but it's also extremely convenient, I think, for Donnie and Rick and a lot of other figures in the front office to kind of point to, again, you said it yourself, Ben, a scapegoat and just say, oh yeah, we had one bad apple. There was this one problem person in the front office, like we're going to fire them in the off season. We're going to rearrange some things and we're all good. It's all fine. But the fact that remains that if a story like this exists and if there's someone on your payroll like this, that there's a credible like is beefing with your superstar player, has made some extremely questionable like personnel decisions, has tried to influence the coaching and like interfered with like the work of your, I think Rick Carlisle is going to go down as a Hall of Fame coach, whether you love Rick or not it like the the that you would that Mark Cuban and Donnie and that the entire brain trust would allow this to happen is extremely discouraging and it's the kind of shit that you hear about from other franchises and we have largely avoided it for the most part in the Mavs front office
1: we've avoided it in the sense that like it hasn't come to light but we would i think as Mavs fans would know it didn't
0: it didn't blow up in our face with Dirk
1: well, yeah, it didn't that's that's the right I think answer. like yeah, the we got way, me
2: too bro. We got me too a few not, years ago.
1: That's true. Right. I think I think in this case it just I think one thing that like you said, the to consider is Tim Cato is extremely credible in general. Like he is one of the the top Mavs people to get news from in general. Um he's very close to the team. He has good understanding of the franchise.
0: This would be um, like Brad Townsend dropping
1: this yeah, this kind of story. Um uh, I don't think yeah. Brad would Yeah. yeah. i think brad would maybe i'm wrong but i i just think like the the source is credible so that's what worries me um and this is it is completely possible that the, the the main drama of this story is how he clashes with luca if you like the luca is your cornerstone you want to make life as easy for him as possible. So if someone is really is, is making bad front office choices, like he's been suggested to like, like as it's suggested in the article and he's not considering if, if he's not meshing well with, he doesn't necessarily, okay, let me put it this way. He doesn't necessarily have to mesh well with the player. That's not his job. That's not what he's supposed to do. But I think there, there is clearly a disconnect when you, that the, the trade that the, is made it should, is this helping Luca? That should be the priority. And if, I think on paper, we all loved the J- Josh Richardson trade. We looked great and we were all excited about it. But like, if th- another part of this, another wrinkle in this story is that he's like a supposed professional gambler. So he is, you know, he he weighs all the stats of all the these decisions or, or whatever the pros and cons. So I think that is kind of being twisted. and Like, oh, like he's just like not—he's not watching game, or he's not—you know—he's just looking at the stat sheet or, or this or that, and, and he's not—he's making these decisions off of numbers as opposed to like watching Luca, knowing Luca, and, and getting a feel for what what type of person he is. Um, I did. I. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what would, uh, so at this point in the, like the Mavs hysteria on Twitter, it's ridiculous. There's all these people just like, Oh, Donnie needs to be fired. To, like Mark Cuban shouldn't let this happen. Like blah, blah, blah. Like what can, how do we come back from this? Cause now we're kind of looking like a a, a crap show. To, you know Bro, be- we are so screwed we
2: are so <laughs> so 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 screwed but it all right like this story like take i'm just gonna go off on a minute like okay. take the individuals out of the story this is a story about chaos all right like it, the, the headlines should just be one word chaos because mark cuban it seems like he's a chaotic decision maker he has this guy who's an analytics guy and other people on Reddit that really i have been looking at Reddit too much because those guys, like they'll come up with a conspiracy theory. They'll, they'll even back it up. They'll even build a case for it. But, but Mark Cuban has a history of, of, of having these advisors, of having these guys on his board, on his team that are just analytics guys. And to be fair to, to I'm just going to call him HV. Maybe hopefully that becomes a thing. Hopefully HV, um,
1: Haralobos Vulgaris. Yeah, he,
2: he's a professional gambler, but he he used to have a, a personal brand for himself. And um, like he used to be a figure on Twitter, He used to be somebody that was big on Reddit, you know, like he's not a nobody, really. And, and his brand kind of fell off because he, he lost a lot of money on some bets and he joined the Mavs. So like that, that's his story. And, and he's a pioneer in analytics. He's a pioneer in stats. Like he, he made his name in gambling. Um, One of my homies pointed this out to me. He made his name in gambling because he was able to figure out um, statistics and analytics um, about the coaches in their win rate. So like the certain, certain coaches would always score more in certain parts of the game, no matter who, like they would just score more in certain parts of the game. And, and he figured this kind of stuff out before before anybody else did before vegas did and um and he made a lot of money because he just he had the real line like he had the real the real clear eyes on the situation and and vegas had and the books had it all wrong so he's he's ahead of the he's ahead of the curve and and you know uh, analytics and stuff apparently and then you know this was back in the 90s and stuff there's probably you know ai and crap now like doing all types of statistics and stuff like all that knowledge might not even be as relevant today but you know you could you could he's also a bitcoin guy he's an investor like mark um an entrepreneur like mark it's it's it seems kind of like um in in a a kind redditor (laughs) kind maybe it's just bad but he he posted the entire article on um on reddit and bro There are people within the staff that don't like this guy, but he's Mark's guy. That's bad. That's bad leadership. It's just, it's a bad situation. And then Mark jumping right in and being like, yo, it's total BS. He didn't talk to me in the beginning, but I talked to him afterwards uh, and I, and I told him the real facts, but he didn't want to Mark
1: Cuban. I mean, he has a history of hiring both sides.
2: He's lying. He's like, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth at this point, bro. And, and, and he's had issues before. Like I said, they got me Too'd. He had issues before with one of his cronies, um, you know, staying with the team too long after, after he did some bad stuff. And it's, it's like, uh, I'm sort of shifting the blame from, you know, last week I was all hating on Donnie hating on Rick. I'm shifting my blame to, to Mark now. It's like, it, it, I don't know, man. It seems like uh, it seems like he's got a real chaotic team on his hands. He, like he's got Donnie who's saying, who's saying goofy shit in the, to the media doesn't have his story straight doesn't even really know what he's saying, just saying things. Um, you know, you got Rick who's the, you know, people are trying to start rumors about him and you know, Rick's Rick, he's a legend. He's, he's Mark's guy, but then you, there's just so much drama going on. And it's like, Mark, you, you know, he's, he's at the head of all this. And, and that, that's what, it, that's what this story is telling me. It's, it's really sad, bro. <laughs> I think we're screwed. Unless Mark gets out of here, but it's his team. Like, what's he gonna do? Mark's you know, not he,
1: going anywhere. He's known he for hiring like eccentric people who are outside of basketball. Exactly. He has no balls.
2: He won't he won't fire Donnie. He won't fire Rick. He won't fire. We're not
1: agency. we're not gonna go through it like I no, he think, won't do like, that. Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> <He's laughs> Sorry. The over there.
0: So I did a little bit of research. So Jara Lobos um joined the team in 2018. Um which I believe in October, 2018 as like director of quantitative research and development. And the thing, the thing that probably steamed me the most about this story was the detail that he was responsible for, for like selecting our first two draft picks this past year and like love Josh Green, love Tyrell Terry as people. But, uh, I think compared to the Desmond Baines and the Sadiq Bays, they've been fairly disappointing. And this draft was like our last shot to get some cheap up-and-coming talent to put around Luca for the future and to build around. And it's partly like, okay, you may have you may have missed this draft. That's fine. It's the fact that no one else in the organization was like on the same page when it came to that decision or the the way the story paints it is that this was a kind of like a singular person making a decision instead of the whole front office. Now I I have been well-documented in my dislike for Donnie Nelson's personnel decisions and his drafting and his signing and his free and his trip. Like, I think, I think on balance, his 15 year career here at Dallas has been subpar at best. Um, but like organizationally, this, this is the kind of story that it makes me think of. You know what franchises it makes? It doesn't make me think of the Mavericks. It makes me think, hmm, this is something the Knicks would do. Hmm, this is something the Cleveland Browns would do. Hmm, this is something that the Minnesota Timberwolves would do. This is something that, uh, I mean, name whatever like poorly run franchise you want. And this is what it feels like. This is what it sounds like. And I'm not, I'm not ready to hit the button of like, Oh my God, Luca's leaving. Luke has gone. Like, there's no way we're going to keep him. Oh my God. Like this guy, I'm not there, but this is one of the things, I mean, this is one of the things that you want to show, like even if we don't have a championship in the first, like, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say, Oh, in, in Lucas fourth season, he needs to have a championship in his fifth or his sixth season, he needs to have a championship. But the team has to show that they're putting the right pieces around him, that they're making progress, that they are like moving in the right direction, that they're moving constructively, that there's a winning atmosphere and a winning environment. And I think you have that for the most part with Rick. I think you have that with a good number of the players. Sometimes the drafting and the signing and the trading of those players isn't great but when you have this just this for chaos to use your word, Jay, or just drama, like needless petty drama. Like Luca is the is one of the least dramatic people, I think, NBA players, NBA superstars we've seen. He's like, he's like he's well, okay. When you get to a press conference oh, after a game Ethan.
1: He's dramatic, like on the court to get a foul. That's yes. the extent of it.
0: What What I'm saying is off the court, when he's sitting in that, when he's sitting in the locker room, he's like, I had a terrible game, man. I need to play better. Like I, it's like, we got to get, I mean, and maybe he'll get more dramatic. The more the Mavs kind of piss away time with him on his rookie deals. But at right now he like, he has the winning attitude. I think guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. Have demonstrated they have a winning attitude Dorian Finney Smith, yeah. even though he's uh, he's like our sixth man or kind of just the the undrafted dude on a roster, like has an attitude of like, no, it's about the team. It's about it's about winning the game at the end of the day. It's not about any of this other drama. And yet, you have individuals in the front office, individuals on the staff that are interrupting that or interfering with that in some way, shape, or form. Um, and again, if you could point to like, oh, like Harlow was the guy that like who pushed to draft Luca, maybe he gets a little bit more grace. But he came after we drafted Luca. Like he doesn't get any of that. Donny gets to kind of coast on look, I drafted Luca. Like, oh my gosh, like look, I did this incredible thing and he's gotten a pass for other shit so far. The time is running out though. Um I, I think the time has already run out for some of these people. Um, but, like, the hot – like, the seat, seats for everyone have to be warming up. Uh, and, unfortunately, that includes Rick Carlisle, um, who's a beloved figure in in Mavericks history, but who might not be the guy
2: to get – His champion, contract but- is up next year. So this might be cl- – like, it might be a good time to just part ways. He could join another team or he could – go I do think, something different th- and like yeah. I, I think more probably, like I would, think Rick nice. gets, I would like to co- one more like, year if, for sure. If
1: anything the coach is safe for now. Like he's not he he said he's not leaving and he has no intention to leave. I think if anything this sheds a light on management and and Rick gets a pass because you you see all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Honestly, yeah. I think what what ends up happening if I had to guess how this all went down is is Mark Cuban and his innovative entrepreneur headspace is like I'm gonna hire this guy that's a stat genius and he's gonna be that's how we make our decisions. I'm gonna try to moneyball this thing and and, the, and and he brings this guy in and then he becomes higher up on the total pole because he's going off of stats and it's just you know he's tr- he's trying to prop up this guy to justify this hire and th- meanwhile this guy's like a, maybe a terrible you know personality within the organization, all these people who know basketball, who have been around basketball, been around the team, like rubbing everybody the wrong way, including the players. And, and Mark's like, well, like I'm innovating. Like I'm, I've made this new position and and all this stuff. And, and I think that's kind of where, like, he, he may have lost it is where he, the disconnect between what that person was supposed to do versus like how it's going to affect everybody else on the team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like and the franchise and the and now it's affecting the fans in a very real way like we're feeling it we're like i don't like we it's, we it's kind of like feels if like i see you in the streets bro i might knock ground. you out like it's it just, kind of like we will probably the sign these probably sign these
2: guys again just out of just out of like just out of ego you know <laughs> way, like you just get that feeling just reading these tweets from mark man. but like, billionaires really like
1: him. don't like being told they made the wrong decision yeah, so, but, bro,
2: you gotta let that go, and you gotta make the right decisions. <laughs> like you just have to.
1: But that's like admitting also, he's wrong. I don't know yeah. if he's just gonna all of a sudden be like, "Oh yeah, I was wrong to hire this guy. Like I'm gonna fire him just to make the fans." I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. But, so yeah. how and do we then, move well, then on? Then somebody from here? then somebody needs that's to be
0: somebody else needs to be mm-hmm. in charge of like personnel and 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 yeah, and front office decisions. Mark's job. Then if, <laughs> Mark, Mark's job. if Mark is compromised or is making poor decisions like then he needs to essentially like take a step back and say look i'm gonna write the checks i'm gonna sign the check you know whatever but there's gonna be a president of bas- basketball operations so there's gonna be someone else that it's gonna run through them because mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys i'm not always uh i'm not excited about like mark cuban sitting in like the conference room on draft night and I'm not, I don't trust him to make basketball decisions. He has a lot of money. He has a lot of money there. Like that is, that is his qualification. Um, and maybe and that money allows him to get the right people and hire, hopefully the right people. But Mark Cuban or some, or some sports betting guy are not necessarily the guys that I want pulling the trigger on, Ooh, let's draft this person. Let's trade yeah. this person um so the and the think, way the way you described the situation where like you make this splashy move or you're innovating kind of feels like it reminds me of the trade for kp where it was this massive move it was it was like we all were so stoked about it that it was i guess um, when were After, you married? When were you married, Ben? Do you ago, remember ago, when you were married? Yeah. Do you remember your Do you remember your wedding date, Ben? <laughs>
1: That's the day before we got married. We found out we got. Okay, married. fine. Do you
0: remember the date <laughs> when you were married? And then can you think a day uh, before that?
1: Years ago. Okay, 2019. It was 2019. Okay,
0: so we're gonna it's delete a, that from the a, record. It's a
2: splashy move. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> If you do, I'm putting it on YouTube. Just uh,
0: this, just uh, in And Ben, good. Ben, we're all recording this. We all have a copy uh, of it. Crap. We all have a copy of it. This just in on Matt's Twitter. Ben Seibel doesn't oh, no. remember when he got married. Uh, yeah, great. I just this remember that
1: it, it's the day after we we traded for KP. That's all I remember. It.
0: <laughs> so it's a splashy move like analytically you think, you think, Oh my oh, gosh, like go we wrong? have this, we have this incredible talent to put next to, to Luca.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: and now it's three years later to really, it's two years later. And a lot there's there. Maybe it's not as great. Didn't fit. And maybe it's rubbing people the wrong way. Maybe it's, yeah. Per, some personnel decisions it's
1: burdening the team because he's always like hurt. I mean, that, I think that's a good transition because as how I wanted to talk about this, but I was gonna wait. Now we can talk about the uh, Latvian elephant in the room. No, yeah, Latvian Latvian elephant in the room, and for Kristaps Um How do we handle it going forward? My 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 temptation is to just trade him, and now like while he's got the the label of healthy, because. I don't trust KP to go between uh, the start of the season and the all-star break without getting a injury in any shape or form. So while, while teams are considering him healthy, I just say, Hey, let's ship him out. Let's not, let's not deal with this drama about getting him the ball or waiting for poor 2.0 to show up. Let's just move on. Luke, Luca, Luca would probably tell if he was injected with truth serum, he's probably telling you like, yeah, like I, not even I can get him involved in the offense and I can get involved. I can get anybody involved, but he's just too far gone. He's the, the playoff series was just too, that was the straw to me that broke the camel's back. So we saved you all these games. You only played 43 games into the 72 game season. And then the playoffs come this idea of playoff KP bubble kp and then when we get there it's it was a it was a, a huge letdown he he was like maybe 40 percent of what he's supposed to be if if that so yeah. i just don't think it's worth waiting to trade him i so just, so ben
0: we, you have finally joined the yeet kp man i'm
1: like the new like jay I, i'm uh, Second in command, Jay has been leading Vice the president. Arc. Now you know what's <laughs> crazy. Assistant, you assistant know what's crazy that manager. you're
2: the leader now because I want to keep KP.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, what? He's yeah, like leaving what,
2: you on that island, Ben. What has He's today asleep. is the biggest day in in buckets, and beyond, oh, in man. Mavs history. I'm telling you,
1: you were not. You were with me a week ago. I feel. I like. was with
2: you, but like, here's the thing: <laughs> his stock is so low, and we and, and you start, you know, we, we were talking about kp trades like you start thinking about this free agency bro this free agency sucks (laughs) like like i mean what are we gonna get for kp bro besides some role besides some guys we already have like what are we gonna get i guess we could
1: get andrew wiggins we get wiggins
2: walker yeah 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 i'd be fine with either of those those guys those
0: guys are just gonna turn into the next person that we hate because they (laughs) represent all of the baggage that came from the KP. Hey, what about if we
1: get Kemba Walker and Marcus smart, I'm all over that.
0: I don't think we can necessarily swing that for KP. I don't know if we could. I think, I think we're going to have to throw in, we're going to have to throw in like Brunson and draft picks to get that
1: with, because of KP's ginormous contract. I think they have to throw in, somebody with Kemba that's but I. that's true
0: that's true but no one is trade like Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker are two assets that like can play and from from what I'm hearing from you guys we don't think KP is like is KP a 12 and 6 guy if he's a 12 (laughs) and 6 guy if he's a 12.6 rebound guy then do you do you trade Kemba Walker or Marcus Smart you trade him six guy this
2: with us bro like he's we need honestly at this point we have to bet on uh, on kp2 (laughs) on kp 2.0 and my thing too is that he could be this could be a positive thing for the mavs bro like obviously our organization is in trouble um to me like you said laughing elephant in the room to me uh, a whole nother a, a whale just that just stepped in today you know right. to me it's like okay. to, today we we realize is that our organization actually like we kind of knew our organization sucks <laughs> you know we like pretend you know, mffl shit like we are like we not pretending but we like and
1: now you know, we like know behind we
2: realize the- that okay like they have it together bro like they're making good ideas here and there like like our organization is cohesive we've had the same coach for however long like we care about our guys like the locker room's tight always like okay you know, so but, i mean but so like KP, we realize that our, our, our thing sucks right our, like can you sucks.
1: confidently tell me that he's gonna be like a healthy and be like that much better to raise his trade value between like y- y- i think can. he'll be the
2: mavs derrick rose Remember when Derrick Rose was on a washed up Timberwolves team and he put up 50 points and okay, got a standing but... ovation. Everyone was crying. I don't know he, he, how no, he still, he's still, he's still productive so. to this day.
1: That's Derrick Rose. No. He's so... a guard. He's not seven, three, right? Like,
2: yeah. But like just how he's, he's been able to like, Derrick Rose, moments Derek of, Rose of... was an MVP
0: candidate this, and he, this season. He won. the Okay. MVP
2: for, and, and and we all know that he well, should. He...
1: <laughs> okay. And, and that's how well, KP he...
2: is. We all know he shouldn't have gotten that money. We all know he shouldn't have got been in that big trade. okay we well, okay look,
1: look, 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 okay
2: Derek Calm. Rose if you if
1: you can get if you can get players that you think fit with Luca right freaking now that are healthy there's no reason to keep KP there's none. sure sure
0: I I'm gonna counter so I I'm in I'm in the camp of like I think keep KP this off season primarily because I don't think you can I don't think you're gonna get Kimball Walker and Marcus Smart I don't think. I don't think. I think that is as ridiculous as thinking Donnie Nelson is going to draft someone good this season.
1: Well, he like, can't because he do not have a draft pick. So ex-
0: okay, there you go. There you go. It's wishful thinking. It is okay. The, it is wishful thinking. But you so, realize
1: that like Kemba's contract is also large. That's why they're being. Like, that's I, I why get I that. No, no, Boston Boston Ben. I understand. <laughs> I understand.
0: I understand. I understand. Kimball Walker's tr- contract is large, and I understand that Boston. Is upset with him and disappointed in the asset they've gotten. I still don't think. I mean, if if you can make that swap happen, maybe. Um, if you can get if you can get two to three like or, or two like rotation ready players, fine. Um, I I think the ideal scenario for me is start start the season with a healthy KP see how the first half of the season goes. If he is still the 12 and six, if he is, if he is playoff Kate, if he is bubble KP, Playoff-y. if he's bubble KP, then either you have, you're a contender or you have an actual trade asset before the deadline. If he is garbage, then you know, you have to get rid of him.
1: Or if he injures himself even worse, which is possible.
2: I Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think, think everybody in the NBA is going to be injured. In, oh, my God. Like, I, I don't think, think everybody's going to be hurt soon.
0: <laughs> I really don't think his draft could be any lower right now. I mean, yes, if he blew out his Achilles tomorrow, his draft would his, – his stock would be lower. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Like, I am not ready to blame KP for his performance in the playoffs because the – like, because, because we didn't use him – we didn't use him at all.
1: Did. Yeah.
0: Like what? I mean, I would love if I had the time to sit back and rewatch all seven games and the number of times we ran a pick and roll with Luca and Boban, a pick and roll with Luca and Dwight, a pick and roll with Luca and Maxi. We were running pick and rolls with Luca and Dorian. We were running pick and rolls with Luca and Tim. And the number of times that we ran pick and rolls with Luca and and our second best player. I mean, I could count on five, five, on one hand, the number of times I saw it, he was the decoy. We stuck him in the corner the whole series. And and like, fine, if you think KP is that bad, then I guess you play him like that. But if you think he's the second best player, then you use him. And there was, it like, it frustrated me to no end that we would use Boban so heavily in the last two or three games, or that we would use Dwight and Dorian in these situations that they haven't really been in, in the, in the regular season. And your second best player is standing out on the wing.
1: Okay. Right. We had,
0: we had Chris Arnold on here two weeks ago and he said, KP does what the coaches tell him. He follows the game plan to the T. And we look at it, and there are times where I'm like, "Why isn't he more fired up? Why isn't he like calling for the ball?" Because the game plan isn't asking him to do that. Okay. And so then we treat him—we treat him poorly because he he gets ten points and six rebounds, but the game plan isn't for him to shoot the ball twenty times.
1: Okay, but we obviously he wasn't featured, and that's clear, but. Do you think like if he could be Bubble KP, do you think they would use him as a Bubble KP? They would, right? But I don't I think, think he was able to. I think if he to. had been
2: performing like Bubble KP. If 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 they were if they were confident enough. Now, I do think the Mavs have poor judgment, but like if if he was obvious that like okay, he's going to get like 30 points and like okay, KP's a monster and we just been, haven't been using it. If it was that obvious, then he would have he would have been utilized more. So I do blame KP partially like i do think that, i think okay bro par- like like he, this is, a, okay. this is a, a long-term thing here is like there's a lot of working up he to came this back that you from changed an probably. ankle
1: injury having an ankle injury was pretty radical at the end of the season right when we were trying to like you know start to get him back or whatever and that threw him off so he has like three games right before the postseason then we have that rest time and then he comes back i think he he was a shell of himself you could see it in practice the coaches were like yo he can't be normal kp he can't be bubble kp we just that's need bad to-
2: coaching to me bro like that's just bad but coaching that, like that's bad coaching you
1: can't change your the status your players in like yeah
2: but but if he's but like you have to you have to rely on you, you can't like,
1: force it if it's not there that's what they I like, guess
2: i don't know like man i really don't and, know
1: and on top of that the clippers were they have they stifled him with whoever was in his face, so it it didn't matter if he did get the ball or not. Like, they they knew how to get under his yeah, skin. For debate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's I'm saying. Like, I just feel like there's so much extra drama with getting KP just the right situation and all this health crap that we had to deal with this past season. I'm just like, I don't think Luca needs to be needs to deal with that I, I think it'd be better if we he could just have a clean break i think i'm sure kp would have a great start somewhere else if he's not doesn't have a you know a big responsibility um
2: and all now, the pressure on him too yeah like, i don't know
1: this, i just you know, i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of anywhere
0: where he I, goes over the next three seasons he's gonna get be getting paid 30 million dollars right. so there's gonna be there's gonna be big pressure
1: I meant on like on-court rec- responsibility. You're likely going to be the second or third best player. I mean, pressure here. The fan base hates you. Like, <laughs> dude, uh, we're,
2: we're against KP at this point. It's, it's hilarious. It's very how it's very
1: against occur. KP on math Yeah, player.
0: but we were we were super against Dwight Powell, and then he dropped 20 points against the Lakers, and he's back to the professor.
2: So, and KP happened. Like, but, yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: So I yeah, i I'm just I am still hopeful that a full off season of him healthy working on his game, like he can be an asset. Right now he is not an asset. and and but but I do I do give it like it either either it comes this off season or it comes before the trade deadline or it comes next off season unless there's a drastic change. like I'm with you guys on that of like, his days are numbered in the same way that I hope that Donnie Nelson's days are numbered. But,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. I, let's give, let's I, give KP some props though. Like, like for what I, I was, I was excited to see that post from him because like
1: he had to do that.
2: I mean, he, hopefully yeah, I guess he, didn't he didn't have, have to, to. <laughs> hopefully it wasn't just like, st- I think KP, he should stay bro, off like, the internet for a while. You address the fans hopefully it wasn't like, okay, I'll hype him up. Hopefully it wasn't like, I'll just give him something so they stop. Like hopefully it wasn't like that. Hopefully he's like actually like, man, like I'm tired of them talking shit about me. Like hopefully he's what like really like accent? in the gym. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Eastern European, I, you know, hopefully he's really me? out here like grinding and getting ready to prove everybody wrong. Like yeah, I know y'all have been there where it's like you've got that, you know, you just competitive, like you know, y'all like mom like, spaghetti. Yeah, like mom spaghetti, yeah, eight mile. <laughs> It's, that song is so funny to me after being on stage it's like bro like there's never that much pressure <laughs> like, like that i don't know what rap battle care, but, but anyway like um
1: yeah. i i just i'm sure he has all the willpower in the world i just don't see like his body keeping up with that that's what scares me and i think like um i can totally see us waiting it out the the that would be like the the, the smarter, safer play. I, I'm sure they asked Tara Lobos what they should do. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. We went it out. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like
2: I'm sure right. he's got his TI-84. Like
1: <laughs> he's just like, well, according like, to my which, calculations, what, you you find? we should wait until the trade deadline. <laughs> um, But I, uh, I am excited by these, uh, these supposed teams that are interested in him. These Washingtons, the Golden State. Um Charlotte just Charlotte was rumored, yeah. Like a lot of these these teams have young players True. that I would love to have. Um or they have like you know, Scary Terry. I would love to have Scary Terry. I feel like he would be awesome. Playmaker.
0: Yeah. I don't think Charlotte is trading Scary Terry for, for KP.
1: I think they they're moving on from one of their guards, uh, because they got Lamelo balling out. They have uh Devontae Graham and they have Scary Terry. Scary Terry's got a huge contract, that's why I said him.
0: Okay. See, you mentioned all these guys that I, that I like, I like scary Terry. I like Marcus smart. Um, but again, but then you, you line that up next to KP who we've just talked about for the last 30 minutes saying he's not good.
1: Well, so, nobody, nobody in so, those front offices listens to this podcast. So as long as
0: okay. But do you think, do you think they have people that watch basketball? Do you think they have no, people I that keep track that. of the stats?
1: I'm I really, seeing I'm not saying they KP. don't. I don't think we've seen like, KP at look, all. Look, like, I think I like a lot rate. of these front offices could be rate. look a lot of yeah. these front offices could be looking at like, oh, we could use him better, slash if he's healthy, I think he could help so and so. That's like, what he's got going well, on. if he's if, if right he's system. on if he's on
0: our roster. Yeah, if he's in the rights. Okay. But
1: like it, like a lot of these franchises that are like they're on the brink. They're like they got the Washingtons of the world or like the Charlotte, they're like, eh they're kind of good, kind of bad, but you know, maybe they're, they're more desperate
0: (laughs) if we can just con, So really what you want is we want to con some team (laughs) into taking KP. That's the play here.
1: (laughs) I really
2: think if we trade KP, it'll be for like, it'll be for straight up mid it'll be for like, just got like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe solid guys, but like, it'll be for what KP is to us. Like it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a fair trade. I think like, you know, but it'll be, it'll be a, a, a pressure release it'll be a you know it'll be a thing where it's like okay they think that maybe they could do something with that they're gonna think th- what, unload a couple guys to, uh it'll be like a it'll be a real bad trade for us on the only be, way
1: i'm trade. okay if we keep kp to trade him is if he somehow balls out to an amazing point where his value is so high that washington's like dang i guess we got to get rid of bradley beal that's the only way <laughs> it's a good introduce that, that's, i mean bradley that's,
0: beal has had some health issues with his hamstring yeah so you know maybe.
1: he's he's tired of being you know so good on a team that won't go anywhere and especially with all these like titans above them in the east like they're not they're not gonna do anything like
2: he's like bradley beal and russell if he Westbrook asks like out that's when shots a game i feel like they kind of like the mouse is just gonna <laughs> hold
1: out until oh my gosh that dog's attacking andrew um, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like we've talked to, to death. I'm sorry guys. I didn't mean to get all riled up. Um actually I'm not I don't want to apologize for if that. Yeah, yeah, if we
0: trade KP, what are we gonna get pissed off about all the time? Y'all. We need him. He he feeds the, the, the overreaction ecosystem. We need him for like podcasters to have
2: shit to talk about. And we want him to I want to have good stuff too. to we talk want, about. Do we want <laughs> 2.0 KP? I'm at like oh god. If he if he comes back next season, and he's averaging like like 24 points a game. That's a thing. Like say, like, okay. like we're gonna we're gonna be like, yo, how stupid were we before, man? Like we have KP. Like, 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 don't shoot and then uh, he gets injured I, I, the next day. day
0: and then, and, then, you know. Here's here's what would happen with the Mavs. We would trade him, and then he would do that. <laughs> we would trade him and then that, he would
2: do yeah. that. Yeah, maybe he's that, that not gonna be, do yeah. that for the Mavs. Probably. Uh, I I think he's gonna be a Derrick Rose. He's got a few more like 30, 40. He's 25. Games. He's That's what everybody
1: games. is really excited about. He's so a young. more 30, 40 can, point
2: games in him. Mike might, might get so, traded. You know, he won't last here longer than his con You know, he'll he will not sign here again. He'll end up on another team doing some little little stuff here. You know, I don't like,
1: think I don't think he would do significantly better, but
2: I think it'll be a Derrick Rose, but I hope. Oh man, I I, I was excited to see that just because I hope that is real. <laughs> and and I'm glad that that's that's like.
1: A, I think uh, that would that be he sees the f- that like for
2: himself. You know, like I'm glad that he sees that for himself because like him having some confidence, that's the first. Okay, step. you know, like I could believe hey, in him. Or, okay, Unicorn
1: himself. 2.0. Like he, the original Unicorn went back like f- five levels. You can't be like your unicorn 2.0. You're like negative 12 right now. Like, you can't just next,
2: kind of like MySpace now. Like, oh, <laughs> MySpace, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we had MySpace.
1: 2.0. That's like somebody it's still
2: MySpace. Yeah, that's the same. That's
1: somebody who like gained a lot of weight is like, oh, I'm gonna be like, you know, Ben 2.0. I'm like, nah, man, you gotta get back to to the mean you had to get back to zero first
2: yeah yeah like you won you won state championship <laughs> been <laughs> one 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 state <laughs> yeah into, anyway uh, yeah.
1: before i get too too radical okay um quick game of uh who's got to go uh, or i guess like uh, after the playoffs who who are who are mavs that you just don't see returning who's got to go you have all right go who's the first one who's going to Oh man, Get out of here Rick first.
2: Carlisle, Rick, Rick, oh, I'm going there. I'm going, I'm, I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the guns out. I'm bringing the whips uh, out, bro. It's, it's, it's time. It's, fire it's, Rick train. And what the kind of, deep, dude, deep. what was that? What was that playoff series? Like, what was that? That was a mess. That was a mess. Bobon playing like, and you know, Boban's my guy. And you know, he, he's proving me right. Really? Like, you know, like, hey, is your th- guy. the buckets and beyond day ones, you know, y'all too really like y'all know, like, I, I it. So are you defending
0: are you defending the move to play Boban? His logic that heavily? Yeah.
2: I'm not defending it. I think I think it's bad coaching. I but, think that's
0: I think that's the but, reason Rick sh- should be fired. I'm not I'm not arguing for Rick to be fired, but like that's exhibit A in the case
2: for him to go. I'm saying I'm applying for the coaching job of head coach. That's Matter. Like That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I should be the coach.
1: You would play Boban and I'm saying, K- I'm K- I'm saying at the same I would play
2: Boban. <laughs> Rick played Boban? Rick played Boban, I, I might as well be
0: coaching Bobon. Rick played Bobon. And you know what? He got played by Ty Lue. Like yeah. he played. Ty
1: Lue had more he, talent too. He,
0: no, okay. Uh, 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 ben, do not no no no. <laughs> We're not gonna play this game anymore. Oh okay. Gosh. Rick played Bobon. And I think any start he started him he started. With, with game five. And it was a gimm- it was a nice gimmick in game five. We won game five. And then you roll out with the same thing in game six and the same thing in game seven. And playing Bobon, I think initially was like daring Tyloo to like go ahead play Zubots. Go ahead. Play him. He's the only guy that you have that will match up on him. And then Luca will just cook him for 48 minutes. And guess what? Tyloo didn't bite. He just said, screw it. We'll put Kawhi. We'll put Paul George. Doesn't Make matter. It small. Yeah. Like Bobon, go ahead. Get. Get your, like, a couple of little floater layup, whatever you call Boban shot. Go ahead, get those buckets. We'll let Boban score 20 because guess what? No one else is going to score. Boban's going to turn the ball over four or five times because he can't handle an entry pass. And we're going to score at will against Boban.
1: I don't think you all like, get the the point in this game is, like, which which players do you not <laughs> want
0: to go? Okay. Josh Richardson am. is gone. Rick. Josh Richardson is gone.
1: Josh Richardson is gone for sure.
0: Yeah. Um who else got to go? Besides that, I think
2: Brunson, Brunson I, can go. No, All right. Brunson not. can go. Wrong. he didn't he didn't blow me away during the he didn't blow me away this playoffs. His stock is high. Um he's he's he, he'll be a great NBA player. Like, you know, like you
1: know he doesn't deserve to be a Maverick. Was he's in be a the great NBA he was <laughs> bad in this series match up you know, well with the Clippers. He's better than us. <laughs> He's better than our ceiling. (laughs) I think he just just got stifled by the Clippers. He got stifled by the Clippers. It's not his. So,
0: the real question here, though, like the only expiring contracts we have are Josh and uh, Tim, Tim, right? Uh So, Jay, are you keeping Tim? No. You bring Tim back i'm not bringing yeah. tim back jay's team jay's team yeet everybody the actual yeet. second best
1: player on the maps right now you're gonna get rid of tim. so
0: who so who yeah. are you the better question for than jay is who are you keeping
1: kkp and bobon that's all we need
2: kp bobon luke my boys really yeah really really that's it i'm not even capping and that's for the whole organization. <laughs> 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 that's top to bottom. <laughs>
1: oh God! Turn, in uh, media in, media in
2: all
0: seriousness, in all seriousness, I think there are, um, there are two, maybe three guys, who I for sure want to be Mavericks next season. It's Tim Hardaway Jr., it's Jalen Brunson, and it's Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh. Mm-hmm those three guys I talked about it earlier um, either have one winning pedigree or winning attitude Um, throughout the, throughout the regular season, throughout the playoffs, like win, lose, or draw, those three guys matched Luca's energy on and off the court. Like we get an alley-oop, we get, we get a fast break dunk. We, you know, Tim, you know, splashes one from 35 feet. You know, Jalen gets an and one. Those guys were gonna scrap and fight and claw every single possession. Um, and even even if they have an off shooting night, even if they are getting cooked by Paul George and Kawhi, like those three guys, I felt like were were lining up like every play. And like and those three guys had Luca's back, and we're gonna match him at least effort and energy wise the most demoralizing thing I bet I think about the Clipper series and you can chalk this up to this is just KP's personality one of the most demoralizing things was like KP never gets fired up about anything like it doesn't seem like it just it doesn't seem like you look at the roster and it's like okay who wants to win who who out here wants to win and shows it night in and night out and there are some times where kp or some guys on the roster or josh richardson don't really they seem to be just going through the motions where you have other guys who are like no i don't want to be a 500 team i don't want to be a six or seven and eight and nine seed. i don't want to be a lottery team and and so those are the three guys that i'm for sure keeping um actually you know what Oh shoot and actually i did forget i you know no disrespect to dwight powell um I, I should include him in that list of like people who i know day in and day out want to win
2: um i don't think i put him on that list
0: <laughs> i don't know if i well it's, it's it's kind of like the it's a combination of like attitude and like skill and growth
2: i think he's rick's um, son like i think he's like like yeah like i think he's just but you can't like those a, are he's a maverick he's just a those maverick. are guys those are
0: guys who i cannot fault i cannot fault their effort um, at any point, like at no point did I feel like any of those guys gave up.
1: Right. Um, Dwight Powell came a long way too, from where he was last season, especially. Oh yeah. Um, injury. Yeah. I'm kind of with, with y'all. Um, I would probably everybody outside of Luca, Timmy, um, and Dorian Finney Smith and Jalen, I think is expendable. And that includes Maxi Cleaver, obviously Josh Richardson, uh I mean JJ Reddick's gonna jump ship anyway. Um that didn't last very long. He's
0: got a, he's got a podcast empire to build.
1: Yeah. I, was- I will say this. I think like he he gave us a lot of shine on his podcast. There was a lot of maps players, which was nice. Um, but that was the extent of that value of the trade is that he, he gave us like a glowing review as an organization. Who,
2: who here was saying podcast shits on his podcast. I'm going to just, we have beef with that podcast. All right. We have beef with them.
0: Remind me again, guys. (laughs) When we traded for JJ Reddick, who here on the podcast was saying, "Mm, we traded for a podcaster. (laughs) Mm."
1: He had injuries. Okay. Fine. (laughs) But then, (laughs) <laughs> he did what i said he would do he 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 glowed up the maps so i mean and to be fair i kind of like shit. bro JJ okay.
0: reddick
2: wants to be wants it
1: to was be do you think
0: do you think do you think any free agents are gonna go like ooh, JJ reddick had that episode with Jalen brunson i want to play over there
1: if he if somebody, gonna if somebody if somebody says that's gonna that happen, ben i don't nobody's gonna say that but that would be amazing if they did just saying it's not Whatever. the way not the, the power of podcasts anyway um yeah, I think anybody is expendable. Bobon might be safe just because he's Luca's best friend, but and also Bobon
0: should not be safe.
1: <laughs> he's on like a minimum contract. What do I do yeah, what like, is he gonna like? They get, like three million <laughs> a year or something. Fine. Like, okay.
2: All right, what can we get for Bobon? All right, we got it. Right, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mainly, yeah, I mainly Let's I the, need the war room Mainly I need him. I need him gone. Get the clipboard out. So we so we Jay got
0: stops Boban. talking about Bobon <laughs> and so that Rick isn't tempted to like go big. Just remove the option
1: entirely. Oh wow!
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Take it off the table.
1: I. You hear that, Mavs front office? This is a big off season for us. So, any of those guys and are asked about in trades, they got to go. You heard it here first from Buckets and Beyond. And uh, they wanted to, to to close out this pod. We wanted to get stuck in the rumor mill. And, uh, talk not, not about KP trades. Cause I think we've talked that topic to exhaustion, but I think free agent possibilities. Um, yesterday, I think the report got out. There's a couple of ports that I wanted to, to throw by you guys. Um, the first was, uh, big booty, AKA Mr. Kyle Lowry has, um, Intrigued, the Mavs as an option to uh, sign as a free agent. Um, he's with the Raptors right now, and apparently, according to sources, his top choices are Philly and Miami. Philly would have to trade for him, and Miami uh, would. I don't know if they have money for him or not. They maybe do. I'm not sure. want
2: to go Philly?
1: <laughs> he's from he's from Philly area. Um. Mm. So, but they, yeah, they, they would, they might have to, maybe Philly does some soul searching and, and, you know, trades Ben Simmons or, or somebody, a, a package of people for Kyle Lowry. But what do you guys think of Kyle Big Booty Lowry on the maps?
2: I would like that.
0: Love a player with some
2: ass. He's old. <laughs> he's kind of old. He's like
0: 36. Mm. Yeah.
1: He's 35, yeah, I think.
0: 35. We'll be 36 then.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: but you know it's like a maverick already actually
0: yeah you know what <laughs> oh man an aging point guard that's like past you his pass prime, your prime sign <laughs> us up
1: <laughs> man what are you doing you're a maverick come on
2: yeah i guess
1: ah oh, man i don't know we need darren williams to talk to him to be i like. Think, hey, i man, guess I think, i'd make
2: that trade
1: i think i, guess rick, make that I think trade, rick probably.
0: would love him because oh good like another veteran point guard that i can just like
2: yeah
1: let's freaking go <laughs>
2: I guess I'd will probably sacrifice a couple uh a couple role players for,
1: for Kyle. You might not have to. I think he, we would just sign him for you. You would just sign him? Just sign yeah. him out right now. Yeah, but
0: how much how much are you willing to pay for Kyle Lowry? Jay?
2: Are you willing to pay twenty five, thirty a year? I'll give I'll give Lowry money, bro.
1: I would give him some stacks.
2: I'll give I'll give him some money. Because what are we gonna what else are we gonna do? Like, <laughs> like damn, what else bro? like we do gotta we do something, do. we gotta get somebody in here. I'm really just thinking like oh, okay. he, he's one the of the other okay. free agents available. The you other free the agents
1: are big. you have <laughs> you have <laughs> you Kyle know? Lowry, you have um Mike Connolly, and you have uh DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan is 31. I think Connolly is closer to like 35 range. I don't know off the top of my head. But those are like the three, like you know, veteran guards that know how to win. One one of them has championship experience in Lowry. Um, Do
0: we believe DeMar DeRozan knows how to win?
1: He's not been on
2: winning. I teams. like DeMar DeRozan because he has whips, and I know he's not going to throw chuck 10 threes a game. Like I, don't <laughs> I know, know he's not he just going to shoot the ball when he gets. You know, he's going to actually like like mid range. Yeah, like, mid range
1: and go to the paint. Mid range yeah. to the paint.
0: Of those three I like, I like DeMar DeRozan probably the most because of the age factor. I think DeMar's got more left in the tank than Kyle Lowry. Um, And you might be able to get, I don't know if you can necessarily get any of these guys for cheap, but I would be more comfortable giving DeRozan like a two, three, or maybe even a four-year deal before I'm not giving Kyle Lowry a four-year deal. Like, you're well, not you just get- got off
1: injury, too. So, there's that. Like, that's that's why you wouldn't, want
0: yeah, to win yeah. But you, you don't give a 36 year old point guard a four year deal
1: unless um, they're Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, he might yeah. when was when was nice. when was the last time Chris Paul got a four year deal?
1: He's a, he might get a four year deal from he might get a four year deal from Phoenix, maybe. Yeah, but
0: they're about to they're about to go to a Western Conference finals, if not the NBA finals.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to the NBA finals. If I had to guess, that's my pick.
0: So like, that's different than Kyle Lowry, who just finished a lottery season with the Raptors.
1: <laughs> all true. all well, true. Yeah, all injured. But
0: and, and okay. also Chris Paul. Chris Paul is like on the Mount Rushmore of point guards. Kyle Lowry is not on the Mount Rushmore of point guards. I, I'm, I'm sorry. saying like la-
1: the last time somebody old got like a big deal that went that would. In the future, Chris Paul will get one of those deals.
0: Okay, fine, but again, that's like saying that's like answering saying, your
1: question. It's like
0: saying, "Oh man, Kobe got a deal," and then like his age thirty eight season. Yeah, no shit, because he's Kobe.
1: Okay, whatever. Like, the point anyways. is. Okay, so y'all are thinking. So DeRozan is higher up because he's he's younger. I think you know this is not official, but I think some people are saying we might be able to trade KP for DeRozan. To because... a sign and trade, you mean? Yeah, sign and trade. Because uh, uh the Spurs have a lot of money. I think one of the biggest uh, amount of uh, cap space. So they might be patient enough to work with KP and see what the heck he can actually do. That could yeah. be interesting. If we could pull God. that off.
0: Just imagine Greg Popovich destroying us with KP oh. over the uh, next three seasons.
1: I <laughs> um, need that tall euro on my team imagine, now. Imagine send, KP send jamming on us. <laughs>
2: Just tearing this up. Oh
1: That'd be, I, I think I kind of like it though. To be honest, is my wife's <laughs> a Spurs her. fan. <laughs> Listeners, if my wife's a Spurs fan, so if she had to be stressed out about how how disappointing KP is, I'm okay with that. Let's be real; <laughs> she's
0: not stressing about anything. No. she doesn't
2: think about the Spurs.
1: Not not enough to anyway.
2: If KP uh, was on there, that would be very satisfying. I'm yeah, that was definitely spicy. I want to see uh, that. Y'all's see that was beef up.
1: Um, I like DeMar, too. Um, I think Connolly played like at an all star level this recent year because he was on a good jazz team. He kind
0: of, yeah, he also kind of got like a participation award all star game,
1: big. yeah, for not yeah. like he's being an all star. He, before.
0: I would say, I would almost put Kyle Lowry. I mean, I love Mike Connolly, but health wise, I think he's, he's had more, rated. he has had way more Versus struggles him, staying healthy than Kyle Lowry more
1: recently overall
2: um Um, he's inconsistent so So that's kind of the power rankings right now likely to slump than Kyle, in my opinion to like
1: top of the
0: list though ben and i I think we've got one more to get to top of the list for this isn't i guess it's technically a free agent acquisition is jared allen in my mind that is top top of
1: because he's young he's a He's a big that does is really good at uh, rim running and he's good on. I don't know a whole lot about him. So if you'd know more. Just, I
0: mean, um, yeah, he, I mean, he is, I would say a he's pro. Yes, a he does. Um, I mean, he is like, we always talk about it, like, Oh man, like, what Tyson if, Chandler, Will, what, Stanley if Stanley. what if, what if, what if Willie, what if Willie Collie Stein could be like Tyson Chandler Oh, what if, what if KP could be like, what if this player could be like Tyson Chandler, Jared Allen legitimately could be like Tyson Chandler. Yeah, that's, that's he fun. legitimately could be that.
1: The Tyson Chandler like, well, that was promised.
0: No. And, and we say that, we say that about like, Ooh, what if we could develop this player to be like that? Jared Allen already is a, a, a great defensive center. Um, like the nets legitimately had a great defense before they traded him away. Now they have they have TiAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin uh guarding the oh, paint, yeah. which is good. East Coast and bad. Clippers. Uh, <laughs> uh so I love this. I
1: he's young, right?
0: He is young. The he he plays for the gosh, he's with Cavaliers. Cleveland right now. Yeah. yeah. They still have his bird rights though. So any deal that we offer, they get the chance to match um so like worst case scenario we make the we make the cavaliers pay a really high price for Jared Allen um but i think i think that is your i think that is like if you can get you know your starting center who's going to lock guys down and clamp get things rebounds. Down in the paint because
1: we did we we're bad at rebounding
0: yeah general. and and the one area in which I do think KP's health has really affected him is on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. He is not, I mean, he, he, wasn't a, he was not necessarily like a great defensive player before the injuries, but his athleticism and his size
1: a more made him, made
0: him, made him a problem.
2: Yeah,
0: his played. movement, yeah. his movement is he's a step behind everybody his lateral movement is not great. He looked a little bit better at legitimately like looked a li- probably the best one defense he's looked all year in the Clipper series and we still got cooked. Um so I, I, yeah, I think you need that guy, someone like Jared Allen at the five. Um there's I a wonder... reason there's a reason we were all like, "Oh man,
1: what if we could get Andre Drummond?"
0: <laughs> there's a reason we were <laughs> there's a reason we were so desperate for Andre Drummond right. <laughs> mid-year. I yeah.
1: I, I really, you, you really sold me on it. I wasn't, I didn't know enough about him, but I think just the fact that he's young, I wonder how he would fit KP if we do keep him. Would that be weird? Would we have to trade KP to get him? Um, I mean,
2: just have KP on the court with him because, I mean, like, well, KP's I, they not, might, they're different players, you know? I think you could have them both on the court together.
1: No, but like, if they're, you have two, like, seven footers, you know, in the paint area, like, that could, you know, that could get, they could get in each other's way and, and things like that. But if maybe that frees KP up to do more jump shooting or three pointer yeah, shooting, shoot I don't know. People, you know, um, take up some, uh, I can over the
0: last three seasons, he's almost he's averaged like a double double, he's averaged like 12 and 10 a game. Yeah,
1: um, I think, uh, and he'll get a lot of opportunities with Doncic, like at the rim for sure. So I think. That could be. I think that could be what Doncic needs to have somebody just like. That's nice to have like another
2: guy that he could. The other benefit
0: means if we have a guy like Jared Allen, that means Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber are coming off the bench. Um, That's fire. Those guys aren't starting.
1: I think that would be better for them. Honestly, that's where I think they belong. And I, um, I, this is if they if we do trade for let's say we trade KP for uh, Jared and maybe some other pieces or whatever. I can see the Cavaliers trying to take on, you know, they, they're they not, they're on the timeline where they can take their time with KP. I don't know. Maybe that would be a fit too.
0: But again, we wouldn't necessarily have to trade for him. He, he has a free agent. If, if Cleveland signs him early, yeah. sign and trade. there might have to be a sign and trade. Um, I think ideal scenario is just sign it, him. Yeah. And this is the same kind of situation you have with, there are a lot of guys with like, they're on their they're like they have their bird claws essentially um doug mcdermott is is a free agent but he's still got his bird he's got his bird rights john collins john collins is a free agent but he has his bird rights so you have a ton of you have a ton of maybe available guys but their current teams have the better angle on keeping them than we have when it comes to poaching them if that makes sense um Devontae Graham has his bird rights. Gary Trent Jr. has his bird rights. Like those are all guys that I would love to have on this team, but you know you're gonna you're probably gonna have to shell out. You're gonna have to pay a premium essentially to
1: get them. And I think we need to be aggressive in in adding talent wherever we can because we're there's holes everywhere around Luca. Um, even the people that we like in Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dory Finney-Smith. If we can find a better version of those players. We should go for those, go for that, and then figure out the rest later. But um, I think that's pretty much the main uh, rumors that we, we can kind of touch on. I'm sure there'll be more popping up next week. Um, this has been a, like a, a, an off season megapod of about <laughs> talking about office front office turmoil and free agency rumors and what the what the heck to do with KP. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm glad to have everybody back for the off season. Um, we'll, we'll, try to keep it consistent with the weekly pod. We might mix it up with maybe like a, I don't know, Spider-Man, you know, three trailer pod or something. Keep, I, keep dreaming, Ben. Keep dreaming. I, I'll, me and bibs are going to do it. If y'all don't do it, that's probably what will end up happening. I but, did have
2: an idea for, um, um, I set us up a Twitch page now I'm oh, getting my yeah. twitch going yeah my twitch is it's not blowing up but like <laughs> that's a lot of fun and and even editing editing like the clips because you could like make little clips within twitch even that that's been kind of fun for me so i made mean, it a twitch i think we should host like rewatches of certain games or something uh yeah I, i've even started working on a graphic i have like a oh
1: cool
2: like a schedule or like an itinerary when i do when we do get around to, you know putting that together <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, keep, keep an eye out for that, too. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep we it all posted. Of,
1: yeah. um, in case you guys missed it, we posted a couple of um, videos for our YouTube channel. Check us out. We're at Buckets and Beyond on YouTube. And we are Buckets and Beyond on Twitter. No, we're Buckets and Beyond on Instagram and then Buckets Beyond on Twitter. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, that's where you can find us on the social media sphere. And we've been Buckets and Beyond. We out of here. <laughs>